Welcome to Revitalize the Everyday Audio Bible with me, your host, Lulu Lincoln. Today we'll be reading from Genesis 24, Psalm 24 and Matthew 24. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you because before we think or speak, you know, hear and understand everything. Father, I thank you that there is no need we have that's too great for you to address or deal with. Heavenly Father, I honour you and I give you glory because you understand our human condition. And though you want us transformed, you do love us the way we are. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your words. I thank you for your comfort and for your grace and for this opportunity. Father, I thank you for your arms around me, your arms around the world, your arms around those who listen. Father, I thank you for the love that you show to us, your abundant grace that you've given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, you are my comfort and my guide. Challenge me to do exactly as you ask, but also challenge me to be transformed and renewed in my thinking and my emotions, in the state of my heart, my opinions of others, my opinions of myself. As I read your word daily for people to hear, may your word work in my life as it should be, the double-edged sword, dividing bone and marrow asunder. Father, you are a faithful king and a faithful friend, and I thank you for your word. And as I read today, I ask you to to move according to the purposes and counsels of your own heart, not mine, not my agenda, not my will, but yours be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 24, Uh, Abraham was old and well advanced in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham said to his servant, Eliezer of Damascus, the oldest of his household, who had charge over all that Abraham owned, please put your hand under my thigh, as is customary for affirming a solemn oath, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife from my son, from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I live, but you will instead go to my former country, Mesopotamia, and to my relatives and take a one, a wife from my son Isaac, the heir of a covenant promise. The servant said to him, Suppose the woman will not be willing to follow me back to this country. Should I take your son back to the country from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven who took me from my father's house, from the land of my family and my birth, who spoke to me and swore to me, saying to your descendants, I will give this land. He will send his angel before you to guide you and you will take a wife from there for my son and bring her here. If the woman is not willing to follow you to this land, then you will be free from this oath and from my oath and blameless only you must never take my son back there and so the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master and swore to him concerning this matter then the servants took ten of his master's camel camels and set out 
taking home, taking with him some of his master's good things with him. So he got up and journeyed to Mesopotamia between the Tigris and the Euphrates rivers to the city of Nahor, the home of Abraham's brother. He made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of the water at the time of the evening when women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show loving kindness and faithfulness to my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here at the spring of water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now, let it be that the girl to whom I say, please let down your jar so that I may have a drink. And she replies, drink, and I will also give your camels water to drink. May she be the one whom you have selected as a wife for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown loving kindness and faithfulness to my master. Before Eliezer had finished speaking, praying, Rebecca came out with her water jar on her shoulder. Rebecca was the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The girl was very beautiful, a virgin and unmarried, and she went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please let me drink a little water from your jar. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly lowered her jar to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had given Eliezer a drink, she said, I will also draw water for your camels until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well and drew water for all his camels. Meanwhile, the man stood gazing at Rebekah in reverent silence, waiting to know if the Lord had made his trip successful or not. When the camels had finished drinking, Eliezer took a gold ring weighing a half shekel and two bracelets for her hands, weighing ten shekels in gold, and said, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? And she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, Milcah's son, whom she bore to her husband Nahor. Again she said to him, We have plenty of both straw and feed and also room to lodge. The man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord. He said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not denied his loving kindness and his truth to my master. As for me, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brothers. Then the girl ran and told her mother's household what had happened. Now Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran out to meet the man at the well. When he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms, and when he heard Rebecca, his sister, saying, The man said this to me. He went to Eliezer and found him standing by the camels at the spring. And Laban said, Come in, blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside, since I have made the house ready and have prepared a place for the camels? So the man came into Laban's house, and Laban unloaded his camels and gave them straw to feed, and he gave water to Eliezer to wash his feet on the feet of the men who were with him. But when food was set up before him, he said, I will not eat until I've stated my business. And Laban said, Speak on. And so he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master, and he has become great, wealthy, and powerful. 
He has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold, and servants and maids and camels and donkeys. Now Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was in her old age, and he has given everything that he has to him. My master made me swear an oath, saying, You must not take a wife from my son, from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I live, but you shall instead go to my father's house and to my family, and take a wife from my son Isaac. Then I said to my master, But suppose the woman will not follow me back to this land? And he said to me, The Lord, whom I walk habitually and obediently, will send his angel with you to make your journey successful and you will take a wife from my son, from my relatives and from my father's house. Then you will be free of my oath when you come to my relatives. And if they do not give her to you, you will also be free of my oath. I came today to the spring and said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, if now you will make my journey on which I go successful, please look, I am standing by the spring of water. Now let it be that when the maiden whom you have chosen for Isaac comes out to draw water and to whom I say please give me a little water to drink from your jar and if she says to me you drink and I will also draw water for your camels let that woman be the one whom the Lord has selected and chosen as a wife for my master's son before I'd finished praying in my heart behold Rebecca came out with her water jar on her shoulder and she went down to the spring and drew water and I said to her Please let me have a drink. And she quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will also water your camels. And so I drank. And she also watered the camels. And then I asked her, The daughter of Bethuel's and Nahor's son, she told me that she was, whom Melchor bore to him. And I put the ring in her nose and the bracelets on her arms. And I bowed down my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord the God of my master Abraham, who led me in the right way to take the daughter of my master's brother to his son as a wife. So now, if you are going to show kindness and truth to my master, being faithful to me, tell me, if not, tell me that I may turn to the right or to the left and go on my way. Then Laban and Bethuel answered, The matter has come from the Lord, so we dare not speak bad or good to you about it. We cannot interfere. Rebecca is before you. Take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. When Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed himself to the ground in worship before the Lord. Then the servant brought out jewellery of silver, jewellery of gold, and articles of clothing, and gave them to Rebecca. He also gave precious things to her brother and her mother, and then he and the men who were with him, and ate and drank and spent the night there. In the morning when they got up, he said, Now send me back to my master. But Rebecca's brother and mother said, Let the girl stay with us a few days, at least ten, and then she may go. But Eliezer said to them, Do not delay me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away, so that I may go back to my master. And they said, We will call the girl and ask her what she prefers. And so they called Rebecca and said, Will you go with this man? And she answered, I will go. And so she sent off their sister, they sent off their sister Rebecca and her nurse Deborah as her attendant and Abraham's servant Eliezer and his men. They blessed Rebecca and said to her, May you, our sister, become the mother of thousands, of ten thousands. 
and may your descendants possess, conquer, the city gate of those who hate them. Then Rebecca and her attendants stood, and they mounted the camels and followed the man. So the servant took Rebekah and went on his way. Now Isaac had returned from going to Beer the High Roy, well of the living one who sees me, for he was living in Negev. Isaac went out to bow down in prayer in the field in the early evening. He raised his eyes and looked, and the camels were coming. Rebekah also raised her eyes and looked, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel. And so she said to the servant, Who is that man there, walking across the field to meet us? And the servant said, He is my master. And so she took a veil and covered herself, as was customary. The servant told Isaac everything that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother, Sarah's tent, and he took Rebecca in marriage, and she became his wife, and he loved her, and therefore Isaac was comforted after the death of his mother. Psalm 24 The King of Glory entering Zion A Psalm of David The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it, the world and those who dwell in, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the streams and the rivers. Who may ascend into, onto the mountain of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to what is false, nor has sworn oaths deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation, description of those who diligently seek him and require him as their greatest need, who seek your face even as Jacob did. Selah. And lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and lift them up, ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he then, this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory, who rules over all creation with his heavenly armies. Matthew 24 Jesus left the temple area and was going on his way when his disciples came to him to call his attention to the magnificent and massive buildings of the temple and he said to them do you see all these things I assure you most solemnly say to you not one stone here will be left on one another which will not be torn down while Jesus was seated on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us then, when will this destruction of the temple take place? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the age, the end of completion? And of the end of age, the completion and consummation? Jesus answered, Be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you into error. For many will come in my name, misusing it and appropriating the strength of the name which belongs to me, saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, and they will mislead many. You will continually hear of wars and rumours of wars. See to it that you are not frightened, for those things must take place, but that is not yet the end of the age. 
for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs, of the intolerable anguish and the time of unprecedented trouble. Then they will hand you over to endure tribulation and will put you to death and you'll be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time many will be offended and repelled by their association with me and will fall away from the one whom they should trust and will betray one another, handing over believers to their persecutors, to their persecutors and will hate one another. Many false prophets will appear and mislead many because lawlessness is increased. The love of most people will grow cold, but the one who endures and bears up under suffering to the end will be saved. And this good news of the kingdom, the gospel, will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end of age will come. So when you see the abomination of desolation, the appalling sacrilege that astonishes and makes desolate, spoken by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains for refuge. Whoever is on the housetop must not go down to get the things that are in his house because there will not be enough time. Whoever is in the field must not go back to get his coat and woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Pray that your flight from persecution and suffering will not be in winter or on a Sabbath when Jewish laws prohibit travel. For at that time there will be a great tribulation, pressure, distress, oppression, such as such has not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor will ever again. And if those days of tribulation had been cut short, no human life would be safe. But for the sake of the elect, God's chosen ones, those, are, those days will be shortened. And if anyone says to you during the great tribulation, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and they will provide great signs and wonders so as to deceive us, if possible, even the elect of God's chosen ones. Listen carefully, I have told you in advance. So if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out there. Or look, he is in the inner rooms of this house, do not believe it. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so will be the coming in glory of the Son of Man. Everyone will see him clearly. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will flock together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not provide its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the powers of the heavens will be shaken and at that time the sun, at that time the sign of the Son of Man coming in his glory will appear in the sky and then all the tribes of the earth and especially Israel will mourn regretting their rebellion and rejection of the Messiah and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and brilliance and splendor and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet and they will gather together his elect, God's chosen ones from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its young shoots become tender and it puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you too... When you see all these things taking place, know for certain that he is near and right at the door. 
I assure you, most solemnly say to you, this generation, the people living when these signs and events begin, will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth, as now known, will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that exact day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son in his humanity, but the Father alone. For the coming of the Son of Man, the Messiah, will be just like the days of Noah. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the very day when Noah entered the ark. And they did not know or understand until the flood came and swept them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be unexpected judgment. At that time, two men will be in the field. One will be taken for judgment and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken for judgment and one will be left. So be alert. Give strict attention and be cautious and active in faith. For you do not know which day, whether near or far, your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the head of the house had known what time of night the thief was coming, he would have been on alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you who follow me must also be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom his master has put in charge of his household to give the others in the house their food and their supplies at the proper time? Blessed is that faithful servant when his master returns and finds him doing so. And I assure you, most solemnly say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that servant is evil and says in his heart, my master is taking his time, he will not return for a long while and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour of which he is not aware and he will cut him in two and put him with the hypocrites and in that place there will be weeping over sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth over distress and anger this is the word of the lord father may we be ready for your return may we be found faithful may we be wise may we give heed and attention to your word until you come may those who do not believe in you yet seek your name seek your face and seek your salvation as the only way for man to escape that place where they'll be weeping over sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth over distress and anger father the book of daniel pointed to such a time of such a time as this lawlessness um desolation um sacrilege so many um things that grieve and anger you but you've provided a way of salvation to mankind you've provided not just a lifeline but an eternal lifeline to all who are willing now father i want to be counted faithful but i cannot become complacent in my work in the lord because I don't know the time or the hour that you are coming. Father, may I be like the wise servant. Father, may I be found faithful. And I will continue to repeat this. May I be found faithful when you return. But apart from just being considered faithful, would you also use me to bring people into your kingdom? 
Now, the mistake we often make is we use our own standards to measure the standards of other people. But the standard is Christ. The standard of living is Christ the Messiah. Now, many will come as Christ, as false prophets and teachers, and I declare and profess to be none of those things. But I encourage, Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, people who are listening to become one with you and to be like you. Father, I don't know exactly how things will play out in any of the nations that we observe on the news. But Father, I know that your heart towards us is grace and love and mercy. But because of our rebellion, because of our sin, you've hidden your face from us until we receive Christ. And so I urge those who are listening and all those who are willing to take up their cross. And that means to accept Jesus Christ as their saviour, even if it means they have to separate themselves from the things that they are familiar with, comfortable with and enjoy to live a life that is pleasing to you. I've had to take those steps and it's incredibly lonely and painful. But the company that I have is the company of kings. And I glory in that one thing that I will forsake all others to honour the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. May that be the case for those who are listening and may you be pleased, Father, with the state of my heart as I develop and transform, but also the state of the work that I do for you. Bring many into your kingdom through this word today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now I'm going to hand you over to Naya, who will lead you in a prayer of salvation. Please listen to each line and repeat um, after her. Thank you, Naya. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and giving me and forgiving me of my sin, so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made, and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10 verse 9, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I am so grateful to, grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in the new life with you today. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much, Naya <laughs> and Jaden. Now, if that was your first time praying the prayer of salvation, we would like to warmly welcome you into the family of God. It's the best decision that you'll ever make. And um, <laughs> I would like to encourage you to join your local church online, read your Bible every single day, listen to music that glorifies God, surround yourself with um, other believers, like-minded people, people proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord. And just remember that you are absolutely loved 
and so valued and you made the best decision today to follow Christ. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye.